from Enforcer Base Podcasting coming at you. Brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. And now Semenko out in front of the goal, pounding away at Joe Kocher, who's down on the ice, holding the back of his head. Um, you know, actually, what, what really surprised me, especially with Twitter being like Leaf Nation, was Grimson over Colton Orr. That actually, that voting really surprised me. I didn't think that would happen. Don't forget to catch the Fourth Line Voice Podcast wherever you find your podcast presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Mark Bergevin. And everybody goes on and on with the whole PK thing and blah, oh, and he hated him because he doesn't like fun and blah, blah, blah. I have heard from a few people that Mark Bergevin's hilarious. No, this guy was a riot. Yeah, he would uh, have to be at the bar and he's like, oh, I just had a penis colada. And the girls would like give a double take and be like, what? He's like, yeah, I had the penis colada, you know, I, it's not bad, you know. It's... Enforcer-based podcasting wherever you get podcasts from. Baby's pooping in a bag of hat. That's our new intro to every episode going forward. <laughs> Babies! Ah! Pooping in a mega head! Hi, everybody, and welcome to episode 67 of the Discussion 5. Two like, more! We're, we're two away, right. <laughs> We've got to do one more shitty episode, and then the one episode all podcasts strive to make it to uh, is on its way. Uh, Mike, we are uh, the brothers of Discussion. We come to you uh, every Monday as... Uh, Host of the discussion five, which is uh, oh Jesus, we give you the five most pressing matters for your Detroit Red Wings. Obviously, not much going on right now, so we've been doing uh, some research on, on drafts and whatnot. So, if you're a long time listener of the show, uh, we're going to be hitting up the 2007 draft today. Um, but we also come to you on Thursdays as the Brothers of Discussion for uh, pro wrestling, so we uh, highly recommend you check out bodpodcast.com and brothersofdiscussion.com if you are looking for some wrestling coverage. Uh, we are also at BOD Hockey on Twitter for this show, at BOD Podcast for the Pro Wrestling Show, and we have a joint Instagram account that is at brothers underscore of underscore discussion. We have our brand new YouTube channel that hosts both shows uh, as uh, we move along through this, and I get more and more time each week. Uh, I've been putting uh, putting up some pretty sweet graphics for those shows. So, Looks uh, pretty hopefully, good. Hopefully they're, they're more interesting to listen to when you've got some bright, flashy things uh uh, bouncing around in, in your face uh so check that out on youtube again uh listed as the brothers of discussion uh give us a subscribe there greatly appreciate it and uh, obviously the uh subscribe rate and review on apple podcast uh even if you're not listening on apple podcast for both of those shows does us the most good uh so we uh greatly appreciate anybody that's done that uh man yeah. mike i am just realizing how not ready i was to talk uh, Eddie well, I just, uh, yeah, I like and, all your uh, work, all the razzle-dazzle, because now it's a lot like we're Macho Man with our grandstanding and hot-dogging and showboating Hulk Hogan. So now we're out there grandstanding, hot-dogging and showboating. That was a terrible Macho Man. But it was all his favorite uh, phrases there when he was mad at yeah, uh, right. the other half of the Mega Powers. Everybody, yeah, everybody's on board. They, they knew what you were doing. Yeah. Um, I just, Eddie has been, uh, she's been struggling to sleep because she's been sick. The fever... It was gone yesterday, or at least like halfway through the day, no more fever. But uh, And she's had a fever for the last few days. And if you listen to uh, the Brothers of Discussion Wrestling Show, I, everybody should know um, that somebody was blowing in her face and we were making jokes about, it. <laughs> about her getting, 
Ordinarily, sex. it's weird. Right but now, yeah. it's like, almost a criminal act that sh should not be allowed to happen. Um, but I, yeah, it's, uh, I, I mean, it was—it's uh, been two straight days of her waking up at midnight and crying and not sleeping for about three to four hours. Uh, it was yesterday that uh, my wife and I are trading, and I actually was on the couch from two to five, just hanging out with her. Oh, man, being a parent. Oh, boy. All right. That's awesome. Yeah, no, it's great. Uh, we're also coming to you thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network. You heard at the top of the show, which, uh, you know what, uh, since since we do that, just make sure you check out the thehockeypodcastnetwork.com and at HockeyPodNet for other cool shows. And uh, you know what? I think we also had a uh, – uh, yeah, we've got a new ad that's running uh, for the Fourth Line Voice uh, so that uh, you guys also heard that at the top of the show. So. Uh, highly recommend everything on the Hockey Podcast Network, and if uh, if you do bounce around on Twitter, uh, some uh, always great conversations happening uh, between all the shows uh, that I I really enjoy. Um, all right, so let's, uh, Mike. It's official. The Seattle Kraken. Yes. Um, if yes. if you hated it, yes. God, God damn, did you hate that name? Uh, there are some rival podcasts and shows that I wow. love listening to. That God damn, did they spend an hour just whining and moaning about? Uh, I, the Kraken. I am a co-host of the Discussion 5 Red Wing podcast, but I can't tell you how excited I am to buy a Seattle Kraken a jersey. Uh, yeah. I want all the swag. I love that it's a giant sea it's creature, like a very beautiful. subtle sea creature coming out of the sea. Um, the logo that's an anchor, but also kind of the space needle. Oof. Like yeah. uh, it's there. There's some marketing wizards over in Seattle who uh, put up some mad hours in the laboratory coming up with that stuff because it looks wonderful. Um, I, man, you know we give the NHL a lot of grief um, compared to the other sports um, in terms of marketability, getting on TV, um, increasing fan interest. But one spot that they don't have an issue, uh, I will say, is naming teams. Okay. Uh, just recent, you know, kind of recent history. All right, we'll look at Columbus, the Blue Jackets. Boom, they picked somebody, uh, like, in Columbus. Uh, they had a lot of Union heroes for, the like, the Civil War, so they wanted to honor some American history, so they're the fucking Blue Jackets. Wow! Uh, the Golden Knights, right? Uh, Nevada is one of the biggest gold producers. You know, it's the biggest in the United States, one of the, you know, bigger ones in the world. So let's throw some gold on there, and then it's a tribute to um, a military academy, the Black Knights. So they couldn't do the Black Knights, so they did, eh, we'll throw some gold in there. We'll kind of match those two things. Beautiful. Yeah. And Seattle said, we're the Kraken, the legendary sea creature uh, coming out of the Pacific Northwest Ocean. Um, it's, it's what Seattle and Washington, you know, just scary deep water, and now they have a, a mythical beast uh, yeah. to come and, you know, destroy us. And man, coming over from Scandinavian waters. I can't wait for so. like, <laughs> like the Red Wings are famous for the, you know, the octopus. So now we can have the octopus versus the Kraken. Like it, yeah. it just writes itself. I can't wait. And just comparatively looking at other sports, just 100% failures with like the NHL. I really like these recent examples. Like baseball had the Washington Nationals. And that's that's the thing. People, one of the names that people really wanted to see was the Metropolitans. 
That sucks. Oh my god. When that you sucks. talk about boring, freaking doesn't already, do anything we for already names. Have, we have the New York Mets. We already have that name. You're not going to copy the, a name and it sucks. <laughs> there, There's also the current NHL division is called, there's the Metropolitan Division. So it's just. And and you know what? That's fine. Uh, the that, Seattle I really... Central Division. <laughs> Stupid. Um, but I, I just, you know, NHL, this is a spot they're hitting a home run, Matt. It's much better than the Metropolitans. It's better than the Washington Nationals. Uh, it's better than the Houston Texans. Really? Ugh. And then, you know, like the NBA had. As much as I like watching my basketball product uh their most recent one was the pelicans and that's it's our state bird <laughs> a brown bird that fits a lot of fish in its beak uh <laughs> matt i will say in in defense of you know sometimes nhl is not perfect how do you feel about the red wing name now i don't think that anyone can debate how great our logo is that classic yeah. red and white sweater but, I mean, we just haphazardly went from, like, the Cougars and, like, the 30s to, like, the, the Falcons. We're the Falcons, yeah. Yeah, and then they're like, let's let's do an homage to the old bird. Let's, let's, I don't know why I'm turning into Fred Willard. Let's, let's do an homage to the old bird. We'll, we'll get the whole gang together. We'll be the, not the claws or the beaks. We'll be my favorite part, the one you put in barbecue sauce. We'll be the wings. Let's I be mean, the Detroit Red Wings. When I think I, of Detroit, I think of just the the flapping part of a bird. I think it's pretty rare that you get to own a name that... I thought you were like, going to say do a Fred Willard impression, but go ahead. <laughs> uh, well, you get to own a name that when you hear Red Wings, like, it, it's pretty clear what you're talking about. When you say Penguins, you might not be talking about the Pittsburgh Penguins hockey team. Could be a <laughs> beloved uh, polar bird. Right, you could be going to the Detroit Zoo to check out their cool exhibit. So I, I, I think that that's pretty cool, uh, and that that that's something that we just pretty much said. This is what a Red Wing is: is it's a Detroit hockey team. Uh, so from that that aspect, it's pretty sweet. I think the logo also is one of the most unique things in sports. And yeah. I'm not I'm not going to be the guy that's been a huge Red Wings fan his whole life that's going to sit there and go, oh, what? What's the deal? You've got a wheel and then a wing. <laughs> What's that? No, it's fucking awesome. I mean, you've got yeah, you've got the nods to the the Motor City. I, I just everything about it is is, is awesome, and it, it's so unique, and it, it just means Red Wings. Like it, it that's that's what it is, and I I, I love that idea. Uh, like even even the it, uh, like the Golden Knights. Um, it's still not just. The Vegas Golden Knights. Hey, you're, it's, if you said Golden Knights out loud, like 95% chance you're talking about the, probably a 99% chance you're talking about the Vegas Golden Knights. But there's still like, like Knights and there's gold, like they, they exist. But like Red Wings, like it's, it's just, it's Red Wings. I don't know. It's, I was, it's hard yeah, to explain. I, I think, it's, uh... it's sort of that, that, uh, it's so tough to explain and it, it's just, it, it it's been around no, let's, so long. Let's do it this way. Like, if you chose a tiger, you're picking it because, you know, a tiger is like a ferocious beast. So you're picking that affiliation with the animal. Right. Like, the Red Wings basically created a thing. Like, there aren't... My God, there goes a Red Wing right there! You know. Um, right. You know, unless you're in, you know, you know, Bloomfield Hills and Abdicator drives by or something. But 
Uh, I guess what I'm saying is they created the, it's like they created the connotative and denotative definition of what a Red Wing is. So they, you know, got in the lab and created their own entities. So that's, that's kind of cool. I get um, where that's coming from. So I, 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 uh, I do like, um, I don't know. I, I'm always, obviously I'm biased, but I, I do think this is one of the best jerseys, one of the best logos, one of the best names in, in sports. Uh, yeah, I don't but, know people think it's a little too like, uh, you know, like minor league sounding, you know, like a place where you can find, uh, mud hens and flying squirrels. And now we got the Kraken. It's, I just know. I, I, I still love it. I, I yeah. can't wait to buy some swag. Yep. I, and the only thing I'm waiting for is uh, right now their hats. When you wear them backwards, there's nothing there. So I'm waiting for like an NHL logo or something to go there, or like a picture of a Kraken. Yeah. A Kraken. Maybe if they don't, you know, if I go, they go the the S on the front and then something neat on the back. Well, um, also, speaking of the know, Kraken, uh, Matt, you had a little refresher for us because they're going to maybe rescue us from a little Franz Nielsen. But did you have some I, notes for us not. on the expansion draft? <laughs> Yeah, just a just a quick reminder of uh, of what's going on there. I mean, if if you're listening to a Red Wings podcast, chances are you're you're pretty familiar with how these expansion drafts work. But uh, teams can protect uh, seven forwards, three defensemen, and one goaltender, or eight skaters uh, and one goaltender. Uh, so I, I like this. Uh, seven teams actually chose to do the eight skaters and one goaltender back uh, in 2017 with the Golden Knights expansion uh, expansion draft. Uh, players with a no-movement clause have to be protected. Uh, clubs are required to expose at least two forwards and one defenseman who are under contract in 21-22 who played at least 40 games in 2021 or 70 games combined in 1920-2021. Uh, the exposed goaltender has to be under contract in 21-22 or be a restricted free agent in 21. Jesus, this is... Uh, first and second year NHL players, all inside draft picks are exempt. So the quick examples I stole from uh, the free press are uh, Philip Zadina, Moritz Sider, Joe Valeno. We don't have to worry about them. Uh, and then uh, just a reminder, in 2017, we put up uh, Peter Morazic, Luke Glendening, Darren Helm, Riley Shan, Xavier Olette. Um, and, really a uh, who's who of Red Wing prospects. Yeah, the, the Golden Knights were so excited about those names that they took Thomas Nosek. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, undrafted forward um, and, and didn't, didn't do, uh, you know, wasn't one of the game changers that the Golden Knights found. Like, he, he right. wasn't one of those diamonds in the rough. So, uh, likely to be gone for the Red Wings. Uh, I, I think this is a pretty good list that... Um, if you jump around the internet, uh, free press, you've got um, what's going on in the athletic. Everybody seems to be writing these articles, and these names are the ones that seem to pop up in everybody's list. Uh, but you've got Abdelkader, Christopher N., Adam Ernie, Tara Hirose, Franz Nielsen, Brandon Perlini, Timishoff, and Dominic Turgeon on the forwards, Madison Bowie, uh, Danny DeKaiser, Joe Hicketts, Kyle Wood for defensemen, and uh, goalies, honestly, I, I mean... Bernier's not even signed. Uh, through, you know, we don't. We're not going to have. We don't have a goaltender at that point that has a contract. So, I mean, is it worth? <laughs> our, yeah, our don't even bother. Prospects I, I suck. Just... Yeah, there, there's 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 <clears throat> nothing there. So, uh, definitely not losing a goalie. I, I would say if I if I were the Kraken, obviously. I mean, the Red Wings are going to get in some sort of discussion to take, you know, 
two of the worst contracts in the league in Abdulkader and Nielsen. If that happens, we're we're losing a juicy draft pick. So I I think I'm probably taking a shot with Timoshev or Hiroshi. I, I think a, a similar thing to Thomas Nosek is probably happening at this expansion draft. Well, at that point, Nielsen won't he only have what one year left on his deal? So it might. I yeah. thought it would just be a thing where uh, potentially the Kraken. You know, you have to have a um, uh, like spend a minimum of the the salary cap. So they might just, you know, plug him in to, you know, show some guys the ropes, you know, like how to pack your travel bag, you know, for the plane. Um, you know, we'll, we'll call it leadership because he's old. Uh, you know, maybe just, uh, you know, put in, you know, what is it, five, six million on the cap and then, you know, move along and then get rid of him the next season. You know, I don't yeah. know if they're dying for, you know, Brendan Perlini, who who didn't really do a ton for us. Yeah, you know. yeah no, I, I, I mean. They might take hope, Tarot. You hope I for that. that. I, I, I would say you hope for that. Like, I, I just don't see, I don't know. There's There's got to be, and we haven't done any research around the league to see who else is going to be available. Um, so we're only talking strictly from our perspective. I, I just think there has to be something better to fill out your, your cap than a Franz Nielsen or a Justin Hamdelkader. There's got to be. I mean, I, I, you could take Danny to Kaiser and to have a better shot at, at finding some success um, if he's actually going to be left available, and we're not, you know, and we're not going to um, protect him. I. That's that's the route I'd I'd, I'd rather have Madison Bowie than uh, than those two guys and wherever his contract uh, is rolling around at that point. Um, I think I'd rather take that shot and and see if I can find something juicy um before i you know that that's the draft pick has to come into play for those two guys to get moved now uh the discussion online that we're having uh just a quick note here is i i put out the uh the question um how many draft picks uh will we have to negotiate away with uh seattle to drop nielsen or abdulkader obviously uh you know what happens online is people take that seriously right from the get-go because uh, i mean i said uh, first option, zero. They seem like nice people. We actually have 14.3% of the vote uh, went to that. Uh, and then a tie for almost uh, uh, for 28.6% for the other three options. Uh, one draft pick. Our next three first rounders. And then I said uh, for the fourth option, see above plus Larkin. So, uh, you know, with that, I was trying to kind of force the issue here that this was me kidding around. Uh, but we did we did get uh, some pushback here um, that uh, some people just don't see the the point of trading away a, a draft. No, it, get rid of yeah, it. I mean it was mostly don't. tongue in cheek. It was a right. symbolic gesture uh, to right. get out from under those awful contracts. Uh, but I, I do have to give a shout out to uh, at Jeff, Justin Meyer one eight one nine on Twitter here. Uh, Justin, I do I do love talking to you. I think uh, once we wrap up here, I'll I'll, I'll give you a response uh, because he's also. Uh, on board with the uh, Ezra Builder, I'm not trading away any of my draft picks. Justin, I gotta say, we're just, we're just messing around. We we're not we're not thinking about trading away Larkin and three first rounders. No, uh, <laughs> just to drop Nielsen or Abdulkader. But uh, I, yeah, I do I do hope that uh, everybody who voted for that one had a good chuckle at it. Uh, all right, so moving right along, um, Mike. I guess I guess really that's all we need to talk about in regards to new Red Wing news uh, yeah. because. I think we still want to save some of the draft conversation over the next uh, two and a half months. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So. yeah, we got some time to talk about that for sure. 
So, uh, Mike, I think I think this is part of our uh, favorite favorite part of the show here. Ooh. Actually, I oh, I fucked it up again. All right, here we go. <laughs> Matt Matt has got to figure this out one of these days. Um, so Matt is ready. Okay, Mike. <laughs> I'm cut, I'm cutting it close, getting all this put together. As does the lawnmower 3.0 cut you pretty close. Uh, <laughs> comfortably close. Yeah, it's not like a. Oh, that was a close call. I almost <laughs> lost the tip of my ding dong. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no circumcisions with this thing. It, it knows what it needs to be cutting, and it's going to be cutting just your hair, and it's going to make you feel fine and dandy. Uh, <laughs> But uh, Mike, we've been talking about this thing for months, and it's because it really, it really is uh, top notch. Uh, get getting that that area where the sun don't shine, nice and crisp and clean. Um, and and it's because it, it does have so many great features uh, that I you're not gonna get out of out of that uh, shaver that you've kept hanging around uh, in your bathroom just for these purposes of of shaving down there because you don't like. You don't want to use the same one that's touching your face. You got to have a specific tool for this, and that's why Manscaped uh, did develop the lawnmower 3.0. It's a 3.0 because they're they're continuously trying to perfect this tool uh, because they know how important that area is to you, Mike. Uh, but yeah, it's a, it's the 7,000 RPM motor. It's the LED light that's going to help uh, shine that area I've mentioned where the sun don't shine. Uh, you've got that awesome charging stand so you can show off uh, for anybody that's visiting. You know what? Matt is probably nice and cleaned up down there because he's got his Manscaped tools uh, proudly uh, showing in his bathroom. So uh, whoever's coming over, now they know that you take care of that area. Now, if you want to take care of your area, you can get 20% off and free shipping by using the promo code THPN. That is in reference to the Hockey Podcast Network in case you need help remembering that code. But it is promo code THPN at manscaped.com to get 20% off and free shipping Again, 20% off free shipping your order, the Lawnmower 3.0, with promo code THPN, and you got to use it at manscaped.com. All right, Mike, quick uh, local restaurant shout-out. I actually did finally get uh, Black is Beautiful from Aberrant Ales. Um, it, it takes some big cojones <clears throat> to be the main, I'm going to say the main brewery in Howell, Michigan, and make sure that you have your featured yeah. brew is uh is a beer that is bringing um awareness to social injustice and the inequality and trying to uh combat that so uh everett ales good job the beer is amazing all right it's it's notes of coffee uh dark chocolate and chipotle peppers Um, oh god damn is it a beautiful beer um i've got i've got my tiny growler here i've got the big growler still sitting in the fridge uh, but that is Aberrant Ales, if you guys are watching on YouTube. Uh, again, this is not paid promotion. This is just me saying, uh, for all the local restaurants out there that are struggling, um, and and especially one that's got this great of a message uh, with, with the product that they're brewing, um, I, hats off to you, uh, Aberrant Ales. And uh, I love the beer, and a fantastic message. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Thai Fi Restaurant. It's a uh, local uh, Thai over here in Ferndale. It's, if you're thinking Thai, you think, oh, let's go to Ferndale. Um, it's, it's not a big location, all right? It's, it's maybe two tables, but you don't go in there to eat. You go in there to carry out, and that's what I did. I got this 
spicy Japanese style um, uh, rice dish uh, with this uh, like garlic jalapenos. Uh, it was so spicy. It, it made my breath stink in a good way. And when you go in there, there's just hustle bustle. Uh, there's maybe like six, seven warm bodies back there making food. Um, it's just constant traffic in and out. Um, and it's because it tastes so good. So Thai Phi restaurant, if you're in the Ferndale area, mwah, beautiful. Oh, and their spring rolls uh, don't taste frozen at all. <laughs> you never know who's using like the PF Chang's, uh, you know, frozen dinner right. box. But these are really good. So yeah, do yourself a favor. Now that, now that is a real shout out. Uh, all right. So Mike, let's do it. Pause here for a sec. Let's jump into the 2007 NHL draft. Let's do a redraft here. Um, Mike, I, I want you to start off here because I, I, I see some I, I see some notes here that uh, I, I just want you to describe the 2007 draft, uh, how you see it based on professional wrestler game-changing game game uh, hockey players. Yeah. I'm a one-man band! Yeah! Well, Heath Slater, he's no longer in the WWE is in Impact Wrestling, but Matt, this is a this is a top-heavy draft, if I may. Uh, this is a Heath Slater draft. Uh, we had one megastar, Patrick Kane. Um, definitely talking about his talent, uh, not his off the ice bullshit. Uh, but I think when we watch, you know, like the Lafreniere highlights, this is what we were hoping for our Red Wings, you know, to get this kind of point a game scorer who just dominates the league. Um, that's what this guy was, uh, is still, <laughs> turns out he's still active. Um, but um, I, the, all the superlatives you could ever want from a forward, um, you know, Hart, Hart uh, award winner, Ross award winner, Con Smythe winner, uh, you know, uh, Calder, obviously, three-time cup winner. It's Patrick Kane. Um, because of him, you know, the Blackhawks went from, you know, hey, we got Taves. What a leader. So, Jesus Christ, they're going to win all the time. Uh, that's what they've been doing. Uh, right now, they're in a little little bit of a retool, but because you have this, you know, megastar on your team, it, it means you're going to be relevant every year that he's healthy and playing. So, uh, there were some other notable players met, and I know you're going to touch on them. A certain little, little, little buddy from Dallas that we're going to touch on here, who's also our Datsu Diamond in the Rough winner. But I, I think uh, outside of Patrick Kane, in this year, you're either getting a pretty good defenseman or probably the guy Matt's going to mention momentarily. So wait a minute. So, this is the thing. This is what I wanted. I go. wanted. Here you. we go. <laughs> You you wrote in the notes. Don't give me that Jamie Ben bullshit. He sucked. <laughs> I, that's fine. We're talking about building up your team. I was just I was just trying to grind your gears, Matt. That's all I was doing. I, I mean, yeah, we'll 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 throw in the the dead soup diamond in the rough here for uh, for Jamie Ben. I mean, he's he's drafted in the fifth round at 129th overall. Uh, he's a three time All Star. Uh, he wins uh, the Art Ross that we we we'd like to call. We'd like to change that name to the Bob Ross Trophy. Um, <laughs> I mean, he's still getting All Star votes like up to 2018, and yes, he did have uh, quite a bit of a fall uh, the last couple of years. But I mean, you're talking about for a good for a good little bit. I mean, a, a top tier player in the NHL, a guy that you've got to 
strategize your 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 defensive strategy actually has to revolve around when he's on the ice. So I, I I'd say that that is game changer enough for me. Um, but I I mean yeah to to continue the conversation uh, for the draft overall. So I I I would say. If you're looking at the two top game changers on this that are forwards, um, it doesn't necessarily start and end with Kane and Jamie Ben, but I, I, I mean, those, those would be on my draft board on if, if I'm looking for a forward, which is actually uh, quite a few defensemen going in this uh, draft that we'll go over in a minute here. But uh, we've we've got six guys who've played 800 plus games, and uh, I mean, the the definition of actually bringing that up as a point of, of conversation is just this idea that. You're playing that many games. You're you're affecting your team in a positive way. It's not. It's, yeah. it's not just you know. You're not dragging around uh, dog shit for that long. You you've you've got to be you've got to be making a positive impact either you know defensively or uh, offensively or a combination of both. You're you're not you're not bringing to the table like you know. Oh, I'm 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 a grinder who fights a lot and I take a lot of penalties. Like it, it's a lot more than that. So I, I, I think that's why we always tip our cap to that idea. Uh, but you know, as we continue going along, the reason these numbers are going to keep dropping, because I think we had 12 guys with 800 plus games in the last draft, obviously just because they haven't played as many seasons. So uh, eventually uh, like we're going to have to change that number to how many games they've played to kind of define like who are the top tier guys in this uh, coming out of this draft uh, but even still, uh, the, it, it's, I would still say for that number to be where it's at kind of defines why at the get go, when you first take a look at this draft, you start saying to yourself, wow, just like Patrick Kane is the only guy who, ever, you know, you're talking about every season is a point per game guy. And, um, and, and some of the other drafts that we've taken a look at, I mean, that's that's not the case. We've got a few guys that we can pick from, and you can really change your team. And uh, I guess the reason you bring that up is you, you just kind of cross your fingers and hope that uh, this upcoming draft isn't going to be that result. And, and we're looking for more of those where uh, Red Wings are picking fourth. Got to cross your fingers and hope that we're getting, you know, hopefully six guys uh, that are available uh, that can that can really change your team and become point-per-game guys. Um but then that's the other part, too, where we're trying to learn a little bit about what's going on in the draft. Um, and when I say we, I mean uh, my brother and I uh, yeah. trying to learn what's going on with these drafts because would we poo-poo a Jamie Benn for a couple of years? Like a guy that from the start of his career and the end of his career, he's having trouble getting to like 50 points. And and again, is that is that mean he's a terrible hockey player? No, it doesn't. But we are talking about a fourth pick in the first round. So to continue here uh it's an absolute win uh getting him 129 but um is it good enough to get that guy who's going to be a three-time all-star and uh art ross one time in his career at four i'm i'm gonna say mike based on what we've seen say yeah i'm gonna say if if we ended up getting a james ben for a few years out of this draft, um, I think that's that's kind of the realm that that we're we're hoping for. I don't, we're not, you know, we're not getting Patrick Kane this year. He's he's going number one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, yeah, so um, no, I think it kind of sashays into our next uh, category here because uh, I think with the Red Wings getting stuck at you know the fourth spot, you're you know not going to get 
the Patrick Kane. But you are going to maybe have an opportunity to, you know, be one of those scouting department winners. Um, and Matt, it feels like every time we, we bring up this category, it's the same usual suspects who do a good job of uh, assessing talent and drafting it. Maybe not retaining that talent into the, you know, ends of their careers, but they've been finding those pieces. Um, so, you know, it's a, it's a spot where we talk about the Kings getting Tom Hickey, uh, Wade Simmons. Um, and, you know, we talk about longevity. You got, you know, the Alex, Alec Martinez, Dwight King, um, all these guys hanging around in the league. You got Montreal Canadiens who, woo uh, they really hit some uh, defensive I, home how, runs here. Hell of a draft, but as we go through these names. Again, this is a big spot where, you know, are they staying with the team? No, but that's not really how we're judging this. It's just whether or not you would take that team's picks. Um, but, yeah, I mean, in one draft, Ryan McDonough, Max Pacioretty, and P.K. Subban. Boom. And getting McDonough and P.K. Subban before they even get to pick 50, like that's what Montreal was able to do, uh, does say a lot about uh, the rest of the NHL for not, you know, I mean, 40, what, 44 picks, I think, going uh, ahead of P.K. Subban getting picked up. Uh, not good, NHL. I mean, come on. <laughs> and and P.K. Subban right now, I think a lot of people like uh, like to give him shit because uh, he really did fall off this past season. Um, but, I mean, come on. Again, it's the same conversation as Jamie Benn. I mean, this guy is in the Norris conversation for like eight straight years or ten straight years. Uh, so just- It's literally just because of his, his contract. Because uh, we're going to get to it in right. a minute. Like, the Brad Wings defenseman that they picked instead of Supon, uh, just come on. You're, you're really going to complain about Supon and you could have, oops, drafted Brandon Smith. Right. Now, this so, is, uh, this is yeah. what I really liked was uh, the San Jose Sharks. Uh, Logan Couture, uh, 546 points in 715 games. But also, uh, Nick Benino and Justin Braun. Uh, you're getting 600 games out of, uh, actually, 600 games out of both for Benino and Braun. But they were picked 173 and 201. Like, that is crazy to get, you know. So the Sharks, actually, for even though we're calling them the winner, they, gra- they, they grab Couture, and then it's just this big hole. And then at the bottom of their, their draft list, that's where, that's where the games played are. Uh, and then the St. Louis Blues, Lars Eller, Ian Cole, uh, David Perron. Uh, all all big picks here in the, in in this in this draft. I mean, for for games played, and and again, when you uh, you hear Steve Eiserman talking all the time that uh, you want to land on on two or three guys every draft, it's obviously not meaning he's trying to find Patrick Kane two or three times in the draft. He's looking right. to fill out a roster, and that's you know that's where you say w- which team won this, and also to say how very very difficult it is to do what Steve Eiserman wants to do. Because even though we do put the Montreal Canadiens out there um, for for every week that we've done this, it feels like they're always at the top for these these draft winners. Um, you aren't going to do that every year, so there are going to be years where you become a scouting department loser. Uh, Ottawa Senators, seventy seven man games. New York Islanders, eleven man games, uh, and the Boston Bruins, twenty three man games. Just in. Incredible that you go through an entire draft and and get nothing out of it. Zero. There there is no good to be had. Uh, now those guys could be. Uh, we didn't look up every single pick uh, for the Senators, Islanders, and Bruins, so they could have been moved and picked up with you know different assets later on uh, for different draft picks. But 
at least from the sake of us saying the scouting department didn't know what the hell they were doing. Um, I think we nailed it on this one because yeah, nothing came out of uh, out of this draft for these three teams. Um, just well, it's just like with uh, consistency. You know, we talk about the Kings and uh, the Canadians. Um, it was just the uh, uh, the previous draft we did 06, and Boston was rocking and rolling, and then one year later, just a giant turd. So. I think it's really right. just a, an example of, you know, really hold Montreal's and Los Angeles's uh, scouting departments in high esteem. So just want to give them a quick nod there. Yeah, um, oh, absolutely. Yeah, we touched on it earlier. Um, we're going to move on to the Detsu Diamond and the Rough winner. Um, drafted at 129. So that's kind of the rule. Just the guy, you know, kind of buried in the draft. Um, I, there's there's really no debate that it was Jamie Bed, uh, Three-time All-Star, Barb Ross. Sorry, Art Ross Award winner. Um, I, I, it's, it's still incredible that oh, I don't know what happened to Ovechkin, and Crosby, and hell, even Patrick Kane, uh, the year he won the uh, Art Bob Ross uh, Award. But, you know, uh, strange things happen. And I, I just feel bad for Jamie, Matt, because the dude's rocking and rolling on the stat sheet. Yeah. And, uh, um, like, just as a, you know, a uh, cross – uh, example, if you look at Patrick Kane, he's basically been in the playoffs almost every single year. And poor Jamie, in his 11-year career, only three times has he been in the playoffs. Um, you know, in Dallas, it just hasn't really amounted to anything of substance. So just right. kind of rough for them. So I, I don't know if we want to start, you know, with a fine-tooth comb and kind of seeing what the hell's Dallas doing with their drafts every year because good thing they got Jamie. Uh, they lucked into him at 129. <laughs> Right, uh, because they uh, have not had a lot of success uh, building up their team into you know a Stanley Cup winner or even competitor. Um, that one more category I like to do here is the Yari DePino Award, which really bums me out that we might have to retire it because uh, we used to get you know twenty uh, nine year old Yari DePino drafted. I say we should have retired it like three drafts ago, but Yari lives <laughs> on. We're never going to forget Yari DePino. Uh, but Matt, we had two. Long in the tooth, 21-year-olds this year. Uh, Robert Dietrich, uh, who, no, he never quite panned out. He was too old at 21. Um, and Johan Harju, Matt, who played a whopping 10 NHL Woo! games. 10 more than the two of us combined. Wow. That's uh, So, yeah, two 21-year-olds. Those were our old grandpas in the draft. And then, uh, Matt, you got a couple good boys for us? Well, not uh, a bad boy, I guess, but you know what I mean. Well, yeah, the good good boy award is uh, who who plays well and sticks around with one team. Uh, I mean, we'll we'll kind of see what what happens with. Uh, I'm I'm gonna say uh, all of these guys uh, have some potential to to maybe jump around a little bit here. But uh, Patrick Kane, Jamie Ben again comes up, and uh, Logan Couture coming up again. Uh, so again, these these guys we like to say they perform well. And they stick around with one team. Uh, they, they have those options to move about. But, uh, I mean, we know, we know uh, all the trouble that Patrick Kane's contract caused for the Chicago Blackhawks. So we know that he's sticking around. Uh, or that he stuck around, I should say. Uh, but, yeah, it's, 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 it's pretty rare to see these guys with these immense talent, you know, the immense level of talent, uh, stick around with one team. So I think it's pretty notable whenever we, we see these guys play well. Uh, they they could definitely collect more on the free agent market, but they decide to stick around. Um, I, I I think that's the, the to see like John Tavares move 
uh, and to see those giant contracts. I mean, the, the, the numbers probably could be different uh, and, and what the NHL decides to do uh, with their salary cap. I know, I know this year's different because of COVID, but things yeah. probably could have changed if, uh, you know, we could have j- larger salary caps if these players were, were more likely to test the free agent market, these top tier guys, uh, because, I mean, they're just, there'd be more cash going around and, and uh, I don't know. Uh, it, it's weird for the NHL, uh, but those are the good boys. Uh, they, they stick around. They know, they know, I guess, how to, how to play the NHL game. You got to, you know, team first, all that baloney. Anyway, uh, Red Wings pick up, Mike, as you, as you mentioned earlier, you know, who, who did we, uh, who did we draft instead of PK Subban, <laughs> instead of Ryan McDonough? Uh, Mike, we picked up, uh, Brent. Well, I guess we, uh, I gotta take that. I just like the way you pose it. Cause it sounds like, uh, the end of the year interview, uh, that the owners should have done with our GM. So right. tell me again, who did we draft instead of Supa? Uh, yeah, go ahead, Matt. Who did we take? Uh, 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 it was, uh, Brandon, Brendan Smith. Who? Uh, who? who? Uh, Brent, uh, uh, Brandon Smith. No, who, okay, uh, what's, again, what's his resume? Have you seen Supa? Uh, what's Brandon's collect- resume? Which we did collect a, a first round, uh, first rounder, oh. uh, trading him away. So that uh, that did actually turn out pretty good. Thank and God, then, there's uh, another team like, dumber than us. I do like uh, I do like Yoakam Anderson in here because uh, he did he did score against the Chicago Blackhawks uh, in yes. the playoffs. Yeah, take that and Chicago, that, yeah, oh, that was, right there. Yeah, that was fun. So yeah. I I, I kind of uh, like I that that name. I will always remember it. That was one of those names that when you're playing the NHL video game, uh, I always, you know, he turned out to have a much better career than he he, he really did because, you know, you got you got to play with the roster that the game gives you, and it just so happens everybody's like a point-per-game player on my team. So uh, his overall starts to jump, and then uh, you've got some trade bait. And... All right, Mike, uh, I think we did it. We did a good job uh, summing up this uh, 2007 NHL draft, which uh, we have noted on here i have two of them six uh mike this is the 2006 seven this is the 2007 draft <laughs> so oh we, we did have some we did have some confusion actually at the start of the show trying to lock down what year we were actually on what year? So, uh, yeah it's because of covid we don't know what day it is we don't know what year it is it's not our fault yeah mike do you want do you want the easy first pick for this one as we do our uh our redraft of uh, the 2007 draft well, I, I think I had number one last time. Um, I'll give you number. You had you, you had number one for the last 2007 draft, uh, or I did. Now you can have it for this 2007 draft. <laughs> Take it away, man. Who's going number one? All right. I mean, it's easy peasy. Patrick Kane still sticking around with the Blackhawks. Uh, so the Blackhawks still, based on our world, the, the Brothers of Discussion NHL universe, um the cinematic nhl universe uh patrick kane and jonathan taves are still together with the chicago blackhawks i think i think we did that in the last anyway mike you've got uh you've got the flyers who took uh van reemsdyke a left winger yeah i really got my uh choice of the litter here um because it was basically patrick kane the one-man band or uh we kind of you know go into the depth of these defensemen here a little bit but I'm really a fan of, uh, you know, pretty little trees. Throw a little pretty little bird. Give me the Bob Art Ross Award winner. Jamie Benn goes number two. Um, I, you know, I, I think I you get a little we... you get a little more consistency, I, you know, than 
what Philly got originally. You you get a, a leader, Matt. I, I he got Hart tro- Trophy votes. He you know did lead the league one time in points. Good for him. And he's got to fare a little bit better playoff wise, escaping the doldrums of Dallas and going to Philadelphia. But you sounded like your voice was hitting some high notes, Matt. You've got something to add. I mean, I, I hope we've painted a pretty enough picture of Jamie Ben that nobody's like rolling their eyes um, at this pick. Because I, I, I hope it, it, it's more obvious than I, I, I mean, that's what I would have done. So I, I, like I said, I get the easy pick with Patrick Kane, but number two seems easy to me too. Uh, and yeah. so does number three, because I still think it's important to, to keep drafting along, uh, along the lines of like the best guy available. And again, uh, I think you brought up the better point that uh, I think he gets a lot of flack for the size of his contract and, and how tough he's been to move around or what needs to be given up to, to pick him up. But at number three, you've got to take the guy. I, I mean, I'm looking at it right now from 2012 to 2018. The guy's getting Norris trophy votes, uh, but it's PK Subban. Uh, he's, he was one of my favorite players. Uh, I mean, he, I can't say he's, he's not now. It's just, it's one of those things where, you know, I don't, I don't want him on the Red Wings now, but, <laughs> but absolutely, absolutely uh, for the Coyotes, I'm taking him at number three. Um, I'm not playing the game of sticking around with what the Coyotes were drafting at the time. I think that you, you get a PK Subban or you have an opportunity to get a guy that has that good of a, a career trajectory that you've got, you've got to go in that direction. So PK is going to, he's going to Arizona. That uh, moves us right to the Kings, Matt, who uh, actually did draft a def- uh, defenseman uh, the first time around. And uh, I'm going to help him out a little bit. I'm going to get a guy who – Montreal. We're just going to pillage Montreal's brain brain trust. That's what we're going to do. Uh, a guy who never actually played for them. Uh, <laughs> he got drafted uh, by the Canadians, but, you know, ultimately just played, you know, most of his career for the Rangers, and now he's a lightning. <sighs> Ryan McDonough. Man. This is fun. This is actually this is lining up right in order of my draft board. Um, he was, um, you know, um, um, part of a Rangers uh, rejuvenation where they're actually relevant um, in playoff games. Uh, McDonough was actually rocking and rolling. Uh, I want to throw out his 2013-14 playoff numbers um, just because the dude, you know, he got the. Four goals, 13 assists, 17 points for a defenseman. Pretty impressive. And the Rangers had a pretty deep run that year, uh, going 25 games. So pretty cool to see I'll, that. I'll, um, I'll say that was pretty deep. Yeah, right? I mean, anyone... <laughs> you can't really <laughs> get any deeper. You yeah, yeah you really can't get any deeper <laughs> than what the Rangers did. He's not really an award winner, but I, I just... In this draft, I don't know if you want a pretty good forward or one of the best defensemen. So I'm, I'm going to take McDonough, um, kind of boost the Kings. I, I don't think they're going to complain about that. No, it's, it's the same. It's almost the exact same case for uh, P.K. Subban. So with him, you're, you're getting Norris Trophy votes from 2012 uh, to 2017. So just adjust by a year. And then, uh, and then he's playing so well. Uh, with the Tampa Bay Lightning last year that he jumped back into that Norris conversation in, in 2018, 2019. So this this is a guy that didn't uh, that he avoided the drop-off that um, uh, that we saw P.K. Subban take for the last two years and at least put it off one more year because uh, this past season the numbers aren't so great. Uh, but anyway, 
<laughs> again, we're drafting not for the guy that's going to be great in 2019, 2020, uh, but who's going to have that great uh, that great career overall. All right, so where, where were we? Uh, we are doing... Um, you drafted Capitals. for the Kings. All right, Capitals took uh, Carl Al- Alzer. Uh, he's Machine a gun Carl Alzer. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go away from my draft board here, and I I think let's see I I, I since I'm I'm breaking it up like really I should just go down the list and say all right if so and so got picked up then I should go with this next guy on my list but I I don't know if I want to just mix it up a little but um, no I, okay I'll stick with the draft board I'm going I'm going with Kevin Shattenkirk um, I I think again. This is like the same exact conversation uh, with with what we were just doing with McDonough and PK Subban. Norris Trophy votes starting in 2012, uh, kind of continually getting uh, Norris votes at least a few uh, up until 2017. Um, and again, if uh, I, I am going to play that game, like I said, I'm trying to to match where uh, the Capitals were going at the time. And I, I, I think this really does uh, this this really does help. Um, and and they get they get Shattenkirk. What? Uh, how many years before they actually uh, bring him over? Uh, so ten ten years before. So ten years before Shattenkirk's gonna go over to Washington and and see if they can get uh, see if they can get one more cup over that over that span. Uh, but yeah, uh, it, it's it's again it's a guy that if you're looking at that whole career, you don't get. Norris Trophy votes because you suck. <laughs> so is he winning them? No, but he's getting those trophy votes because he is a solid defenseman, and and we also know that you're getting Norris trophies because you're leading the lead or leading all defensemen in points. So it's it's a different conversation there. But um, Shattenkirk is still solid, and I think there's still one more solid defenseman to go in uh, in my on my draft board and I thought about taking him right here but I am going to I'm going to stick with Shattenkirk at number 5. That brings us to Edmonton, the Oilers. Who took Sam Gagne, Matt? Um Red Wing fans know him pretty well cuz he's already he's played 6 games for us. Woo! The ripe age of 30. He's still a guy I feel like I have stock in like, man, what a prospect. But I then like- you remember, oh shit, he's 30 years old. We're running out of time to, to pan out here. Um, so what we're going to do is get really a, a beacon of uh, um, health, consistency, uh, but, dude, getting some points. Give me Jakub Voracek, uh, originally taken by the Flyers. Uh, the dude has uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight seasons where he, he basically played almost the entire season. Uh, you are not going to complain about that. Um, if you're going to pay these guys, you'd like to see them on the ice, ideally. Um, he's not really, like, totally blowing you away with points, but he's 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 got a couple 80-point uh, seasons under his belt, um, one-time All-Star. And uh, I, I, I got to think, you know, the Oilers, if they're going in the time machine, there was the opportunity for Gagne to, to pan out, and it's just, you know, his body hasn't quite cooperated like they'd like, and Voracek is going to give you that consistency. So I, I think they'll be happy. A little, little different position, obviously, but you're getting the number two, you know, point man um, from 07. So I, I don't think they're going to be too upset about this. Yeah, this this probably, we might be guilty here of, of overvaluing some of the defensemen, but I, I still like the direction that we went in with this, and for him to drop to six, I think it is 
I, I think it's still pretty reasonable for this draft. I think there's probably some folks out there that would put Voracek a little bit sooner. You you take a look at who was drafted and some wingers moving. Like maybe you put him closer there. But um, all right. So I, I now I'm taking number seven where Voracek originally went with the Blue Jackets. Um, I I am going to at least let the idea that the Blue Jackets went forward to influence this next pick because this guy, I I, I actually have him number five on my draft board. Um, and part of it is because he's a center. Um, he's also a, a great... Am I breaking up your draft board? You son of a... <laughs> he's a great two-way forward. Um, I mean, this, this is a guy who's getting Selkie votes. Um pretty much his entire career, uh, even even up last year. So, again, I, I'm making the argument, um, can can we really define here, like, what is a top defenseman based off of analytics? I think there's a way you can make the argument. Like, possession statistics are up there, but, is you know, is, is there more to it? And I would make the argument, yes. So the same thing with, with a Selkie. Um, you, you can take a look at like takeaways and that's how Pavel Datsuk would win all those Selkies. But ultimately there's, there's a lot of the eyeball test that goes into Selkie voting. And I wish there was more eyeball tests that went into Norris voting. Ultimately it's just points, but, um, yeah, to get back onto Couture who, who I'm, I'm drafting here and actually talk about him. Uh, those Selkie votes have started in 2011 and went all the way up to last season. And, and it's, it's no secret that Couture is a two-way player. But this is also a guy that's going to get up there in points. And as he takes more responsibility for the Sharks, we saw the 70-point season. 39 points in 52 games in the past season isn't anything to sneeze at either. So this is a guy who's still rather productive as he goes over that that hump of, of 27, 28, where we actually start to see production drop in NHL players. So, yeah, give me Logan Couture. Solid pick. Thank, um, Thank you very much. The Sharks are like, damn it! We wanted him because that's who they picked at number nine. Uh, so yeah, um, what we're going to do is, is still get the Sharks a, a pretty good piece here. Uh, pass you wait, 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 wait. You're, you're, you've got the Bruins at number eight. Oh, I thought you – oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, yeah, I'm still going to – same player. Uh, we're still doing Max Passioretti. Um, as far as, like, getting points, not, again, not a guy not blowing you out of the water, uh, but he just had a lot of consistency. Uh, you know, it was, you know, one, two, three, four, five, like five, six seasons in a row uh, getting 60-plus. Um, one of my favorite awards, getting the Masterson for leadership, um, sportsmanship, love that kind of stuff. Um, and he played, uh, you know, I, I – I, there's, it's, we're getting to this point of the draft where you're either getting a pretty solid defenseman or you're getting a, a forward who's who's there for leadership and some points, not not guys blowing you out of the water. Um, and, you know, as, as this show has a, a sweet spot in its heart for people who at least get votes for Lady Bane, uh, Max is one of those guys. So you're getting a, a gentleman, you're getting a leader, you're getting a sportsman. And damn it, he's still getting you sixty points. It's not. It's not just the intangibles. He he is on the stat sheet. Um, so yeah, we're gonna help out uh, the beloved sharks there with um, a nice leader in Max. So there you go. I mean, I to me, it, it's 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 a great pick. I think Pacioretty really does. Change, Why do I say the sharks? Like, it's the damn Bruins. Jesus, Michael. <laughs> oh. oh yeah. 
Uh, but I, I really do think like Pacioretty makes a huge difference for the Vegas Golden Knights, and I, I think that was that was like a perfect pickup for them. Uh, so I, yeah, I'm pretty I'm jealous all, of that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all about Pacioretty going there. Uh, he was on my draft board at that spot too. So, um, all right. So now I've got the Sharks, Mike. <laughs> I just really like sharks. I'm sorry. I really just like the animal. Right. Well, what I'm what I'm gonna do, um, I I think I think it might be nice for me to just leave this guy at number ten for you because he would match, um, he would match uh, uh or the position that the Panthers were taking at the time. Uh, I just wonder if I say that if you're gonna do it, I don't know. All right, here here's what I'm gonna do. Uh, the Sharks at number nine, they're they're gonna get Wayne Simmons. He he, I'm gonna drop down one spot on my draft board. Uh, Wayne Simmons is, is going over to the Sharks. I, I think this is a guy that, uh, throughout his career, he's, he's, he's winning awards, like the, the community changing awards. This is the guy that Wayne Simmons becomes a marquee name on your team. And, and, and the Sharks are, are ones now that have, um, are lucky enough to have an outspoken individual like, uh, Evander Kane as well. So I, I, I love the idea of having Wayne Simmons on your team for so many different reasons. But uh, what can't be ignored is that this is also another strong uh, two-way forward. And, uh, you know, at the top, uh, how do we want to put this? At, at the best points of, uh, of his career, he was still topping out at 60 points. And when we're trying to find those guys as we move down the draft, not everybody, uh, or actually, we, again, we only had the one guy that was point per game uh, every season. So we're we're trying to find points where we can get them, and that's where Wayne Simmons is is going to be. He's going to be making a difference for your team in so many different ways, and I do like the aspect too of him coming over to the West Coast, and uh, and I I think I I don't know. It just seems like we can we can send a better message. That's that's where Gary Bettman's always trying to send messages. Is he starts out in the West Coast um, and then tries to to build it from there, but I I. This idea of Wayne Simmons going out there, maybe having uh, a, a uh, what do I want to say, a, a better platform for him to send like the messages that he's been sending through the NHL that hockey is for everyone uh, for for his entire career. Uh, so maybe he does have that better platform. The Sharks, as we know uh, from this draft, go uh, and have a lot of success. So no cups, but I, I mean. Is it really an unsuccessful team when you're in the conversation for Western Conference Finals year after year after year? No. Uh, so, so yeah, put Wayne Simmons on, on, on that team. Let's see what happens. All right. That uh, brings us to the last pick of our redraft here. It's the Panthers, who originally took Keaton Ellerby. So they're, they're, they're just asking the brothers a discussion on the discussion file. Literally, any type of value will take it, for the love of God, please. Um. Give us an upgrade. It's going to be pretty easy to do, man. Um, here's what I'm going to do. One of the awards that you hold in high esteem is the Good Boy Award. This player is not – he doesn't meet the criteria of a good boy. He played in St. Louis um, you know, about did you, six – Did you think he did? No, I didn't. He played about six years. Um, then he kind of popped around the league. You know, He had some cups, cups of coffee in Edmonton, Pittsburgh, Anaheim. Actually, I went back to St. Louis. Played in Vegas. But, Matt, ultimately, he came back home. And that's what a good boy is all about. He came back home and won him a goddamn Stanley Cup. Matt, give me David Perron. 
at number 10. Because I think he's much like um, uh, uh, Shadow in Homeward Bound. You know, he came home, and that was the big victory. So we let, we let him off the leash for a little bit. He got in some adventures, got stuck in a, in a pit of mud, and then he came back and won you Lord Stanley's Cup. Um, he's, he's a guy, he's, you know, got a couple 82 uh, uh, game seasons under his belt. You know, again, it's, it's 2007. We're not going to have guys who have tons of numbers. Uh, never an all-star, but, uh, you know, playoff contributor, Stanley Cup winner, um, long career. You, you can't really be upset with Perrault. So I like saying his name. I like his, his uh, resume winning-wise. And the Panthers would love to have a guy leave and come back and win a Stanley Cup for them. So Matt David Perrault at number 10. See, now the guy I was leaving there for you was Jake Muzzin. So I'm kind of sad he didn't make it out of this draft. But, um, ooh, burpees. Uh, all right, yeah, we're done. All right, so that was that was pick 10. <laughs> so uh, thanks, uh, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Uh, check out uh, the Brothers of Discussion on, on YouTube and uh, Apple Podcasts. Please subscribe, rate, and review. If, uh, if you do have a moment, even if you're not listening on Apple Podcasts, and then it really does help uh, the subscriptions on YouTube uh, do help quite a bit. And then find us on Twitter and uh, all of our funny, meant-to-be-funny tweets <laughs> about trading draft picks to get rid of Franz Nielsen and Advocator. Again, folks, <laughs> At not, all costs. not, yeah, not, not really take, don't take that one too seriously. Was, uh, we're definitely not trading away three straight years of first-round draft picks and Dylan Larkin just to make sure that Franz Nielsen is off the team. All right, everybody. Thanks thanks for tuning in and uh have a good week. Bye. Hi everybody, this is Matt Klink of the Brothers of Discussion reminding you that you can find the Brothers of Discussion at bodpodcast.com, brothersofdiscussion.com. Find us on Twitter at bodpodcast. And of course, we are bringing you content every Thursday, if not during every Monday Night Raw, every NXT show, every AEW Dynamite, every SmackDown, every pay-per-view, every major show happening in the United States. The Brothers of Discussion are covering it. So if you want good wrestling coverage come to the brothers of discussion thanks everybody